This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Now that it's getting cold out, layering up for warmth is more important than ever. If you're doing something active like snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, or hiking, a good rule of thumb is to start out dressed like it's 10 degrees warmer than it is. So once you start generating body heat, you won't get overly hot. Then layer up or down as conditions require. For more tips, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Imagine the crunch of rock and the creak of leather, the clatter of horse hooves against the stone, and the warm breeze that carries the scent of pine through the open valleys. You're not just stepping into Yellowstone National Park. You're rolling back the curtains of time to an era when travel was as much about the journey as the destination. Welcome to the America's National Parks podcast. I'm your host, Jason Epperson. Today, we'll journey through the storied paths of Yellowstone, not on foot or by the modern comforts of our cars, but alongside the historic vehicles that have traversed this wild landscape for 150 years. The year is 1872. Yellowstone has just been designated as the first national park, a concept so new and so bold it's as wild as the untamed lands it seeks to preserve. The early visitors to this vast wilderness arrived with a sense of adventure that matched the grandeur of the landscape. But how did they get here? Well, the journey was far from the car ride we know today. Imagine those horse hooves beating a steady rhythm on the dirt path, the clattering wagon wheels, the dust rising in clouds behind a stagecoach, these were the sights and sounds of travel in the late 19th century, and the vehicles, they were as varied as the visitors themselves. At first, travel to and within the park was quite difficult. Visitors had to transport themselves on foot or horseback or patronize a costly transportation enterprise. In the park, they found only a few places for food and lodging. Access improved in 1883 when the Northern Pacific Railroad reached near the park. The stagecoach was king in the early days of Yellowstone, and the Moneda and Yellowstone Stage Company was one of the first to offer a regular route into the park. Starting in 1898, bringing Union Pacific Railroad passengers into the park from the west entrance. They operated until 1913, when they became the Yellowstone Western Stage Company. These stages weren't just a mode of transport, they were a statement. Owned by the famed photographer Frank J. Haynes, these vehicles were painted a striking red, named not by number, but after the park's iconic geothermal features like Old Faithful. The one that still exists today is an amalgam of parts from three such carriages. The wooden body is painted carmine red with Yellowstone Western painted in shaded gilt lettering on both sides of the passenger compartment. Old Faithful is painted in black on both sides of the driver's box over the gilt-lettered word giantess. The undercarriage and wheels are painted yellow with black pinstriping. 
The carriage features three interior forward-facing seats and leather thorough braces. The raised driver's box has a seat with iron armrests and an iron divider separates the seat between the driver and the passengers. Yellowstone Western's competitor, the Yellowstone Park Transportation Company, boasted bright yellow wagons called tally-ho wagons. The Yellowstone Park Transportation Company's roots dates back to its association with the Northern Pacific Railroad. In 1883, a stage line was created which ran from the Northern Pacific Terminal in Cinnabar, Montana to and through Yellowstone Park. By 1886, the company had a fleet of sightseeing vehicles, the most popular being the Yellowstone coaches, which were painted bright yellow and manufactured by the Abbott Downing Company of Concord, New Hampshire. The larger tally-ho wagons were pulled by six horses and transported visitors from the train depot to the hotel at Mammoth Hot Springs. They featured four interior forward-facing seats and one exterior rear seat, along with seats on the roof. And the originals were used, believe it or not, all the way up until the early 1970s when they were replaced with reproductions for safety reasons. Yellowstone observation wagons, which had a four-horse team, were then used to take visitors on the Grand Loop Tour through the park, bouncing along the dirt and stone roads. They had to be unloaded at steep grades. Each night, visitors enjoyed a warm bed and lavish meal at a grand hotel. Meanwhile, other types of wagons did the hard work at Yellowstone. Drop belly wagons had a unique design that allowed the bottom of the wagon to drop out, making them perfect for hauling materials for road construction pivotal in creating the very roads that would define the park's future. Ah, you hear that? The sound of a crackling fire. But this isn't just any old campfire. This is a smokeless solo stove fire pit. How can you tell? Well, you don't hear any coughing, hand wafting, or people complaining about smoke in their eyes. All you can hear are logs turning to coals as the night sky becomes a cosmic canvas. With Bonfire by Solo Stove, you get a fire pit that's portable, burns smoke off before it ever leaves the pit, and is backed by a lifetime warranty. Use promo code PARKS20 to get $20 off your next purchase of $200 or more at solostove.com. Despite years of resistance from park managers, the first automobiles were officially allowed into Yellowstone in 1915. On July 31st, a Ford Model T became the first to legally enter the park, and horse-drawn vehicles were prohibited by 1917. The Yellowstone Park Transportation Company was designated as the sole park transportation concessionaire and was required to buy 116 touring cars and motor buses for use in the 1917 summer season. These vehicles, like the stagecoaches, were also painted yellow and were manufactured by the White Motor Company of Cleveland, Ohio. The company began as an offshoot of the White Sewing Machine Company in 1901 when the White Steam Car was brought into production. And by 1906, production requirements were so great that a separate corporation, White Motor Company, was founded. White manufactured a wide variety of vehicles, including early touring cars and open touring buses, 
numerous types of trucks, national park and highway post office buses, and trucks used by the U.S. Army in World Wars I and II. Drivers of Yellowstone's tourism vehicles were known as gear jammers because the White Motor Company's vehicles featured a transmission that required the drivers to float the gear into place using a combination of sound, feel, and experience. Like their predecessors, the stagecoach drivers were among the best paid and most envied of concession employees. White Motor Company's seven-passenger limousine touring car had a four-cylinder engine vacuum fuel pump, and double magneto. It featured four doors, front bucket seats, a rear bench seat, and two rear jump seats, as well as canvas convertible top for viewing the sky and a storage compartment under the rear seat for side curtains. The dark paisley carpet on the floor of one still existing today appears to match carpet samples from the Old Faithful Inn. VIPs and more affluent visitors to Yellowstone toured the park in vehicles of this type, which were later supplemented by Lincoln touring cars. Less exclusive was the 11-passenger TEB open touring bus, which had a four-cylinder engine and a Presto-Lite acetylene lighting system. It originally had eight doors, but it was modified to four operating curbside doors, and the doors on the driver's side were screwed shut for passenger safety. The body was constructed of sheet metal over wood with running boards and interior floors that were eventually covered with linoleum. The bus also had a convertible canvas top and luggage boot, four bench seats with leather upholstery and leather straps behind the seats to hold blankets for passengers. There was no heat in any of these vehicles. White Motor Company also made water trucks, tow trucks, supply trucks, telephone service trucks, dump trucks, and fuel tanker trucks that operated within the park. The fleet of touring vehicles evolved over the years until the classic 1936 to 1939 White Motor Company Model 706 was introduced. 98 of these 14-passenger enclosed touring buses were ordered that first year, with classic deco styling, the rounded back, and the V-shaped grille, a canvas top that tied down along the edges that has now become the signature look of these buses that are still used in very limited capacity today, not only in Yellowstone, but at Glacier National Park as well. They used to be found in Rocky Mountain National Park, Yosemite, Mount Rainier, and many other non-national park tourist destinations. 706 buses are coveted classics that many hold synonymous with the 20th century national park experience. They were in TV shows and movies. At the height of their popularity, more than 400 touring vehicles operated in Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone had the second largest bus fleet in the country for a time, second only to Greyhound but more visitors began to arrive in private vehicles, touring the park at their own leisure, and the Yellowstone tour buses were gradually sold off. In 2002, Yellowstone concessionaire Zantera purchased eight 706 buses from the Skagway Streetcar Company, which had used them for touring the historic Alaska mining town. In 2006, the vehicles were refurbished to meet modern safety and mechanical standards and in 2007, Zantera returned the buses to service in the park. They also added basic amenities like, you know, heaters. The bodies sit on 2007 Ford E450 van frames and motors, but the exteriors of the vehicles maintain their original appearance. 
Today, regularly scheduled themed Yellowstone bus tours depart from Old Faithful, Mammoth Hot Springs, and Lake Hotel from late May to October. The historic Yellow Bus can take you to the heart of the greatest geyser region of Yellowstone or wildlife-rich areas like Hayden Valley in the Northern Range, and one of the buses can even be rented for private tours. Now, many examples of these vehicles do exist in a collection at Yellowstone, which stands as a proud, if inaccessible, monument to these bygone eras. 30 horse-drawn and motorized vehicles tell the tale of a park that has continuously adapted to the changing tides of visitor needs and expectations. From stagecoaches to touring cars, buses to fire engines, each vehicle in this collection is a chapter in the park's history. The vehicle collection is one of the largest in the National Park Service. It's currently housed in a former Yellowstone Park Transportation Company structure that was built back in 1925, and it's closed off to the public. It is hoped that a more suitable storage and exhibit facility will eventually be constructed, possibly as a wing of the Yellowstone Heritage and Research Center. Volunteers performed initial cleaning of the vehicles when they were donated by a concessionaire in 1991, and the Yellowstone Association and Yellowstone Park Foundation have also provided funding for preservation and conservation efforts. More recently, some federal funding was provided for extensive preventative conservation treatment by National Park Service staff. Some of the vehicles have been loaned to other museums and institutions for special exhibits, and the entire collection was the focus of a segment on Hidden Yellowstone, a film aired by the Discovery Channel. Hopefully one day, these important pieces of history will be on display for all to see. The vehicles of Yellowstone are more than just antiques. They're symbols of innovation, of progress, of the ever-evolving American story. Each dent, each scratch, each layer of paint speaks to an era when these machines were the height of technological advancement and the lifeline for visitors exploring this extraordinary landscape. As our journey through Yellowstone's vehicular past comes to a close, let's reflect on how these vehicles were more than just conveyances. They were vessels of discovery, chariots of adventure. They allowed people to witness the marvels of Yellowstone, from the explosive awe of Old Faithful to the serene majesty of the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone River, just as we do today. Each have a story as rich and varied as the park itself. And as we pave new roads and forge new paths, we carry with us the legacy of those who have journeyed before us on the very same trails under the very same Montana sky. This episode of America's National Parks was written and hosted by me, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. If you're new here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes delivered to your feed. And if you're looking for photos and tips about visiting national parks, check out our America's National Parks Facebook group. If you're interested in RV travel, we hope you'll also check out our RV Miles podcast and YouTube channel. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag Be an Outsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. And by Solo Stove. Use promo code PARKS20 to get $20 off your next purchase of $200 or more at solostove.com. <laughs> <laughs>